This is the She Runs the Show podcast with Cassandra Vaughn, episode number 79, the solo series. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of She Runs the Show, episode number 79. So (laughs) I feel like I say this all of the time. Um, I take a break from the podcast. I've actually been taking a break to run my brand new course, Achieve One Dream. I'm just at the end of it. So a couple more weeks to Achieve One Dream 1.0 and then 2.0 starts May 1st. And I got to tell you what, (laughs) you know, when Tony Robbins says, we underestimate what we we overestimate what we can accomplish in a year and underestimate what we can accomplish in a decade he was not lying because launching your first online course which i'm going to talk about in another episode coming up and building it and dealing with technology blips i can't even i'll talk about it on an episode it has been an interesting journey one of the things that has become so clear for me in the last couple of months is that i have missed doing She Runs the Show. I've missed it. And I just want to give a big shout out to Jocelyn Delk Adams, who uh, went on Instagram. She follows me on Instagram and she sent me a message and said, I miss your podcast. Where is it? And so I have not responded to Jocelyn yet, which I will do as soon as this podcast episode airs. But I just got to do a shout out to, to Jocelyn Delk Adams. She is at Grand Baby cakes.com which it's grandbaby-cakes.com I'm going to put a link to her website in the show notes so Jocelyn thank you for reminding me how much I miss she runs the show how important she runs the show is I have signed up for your list Jocelyn so I cannot wait to receive those recipes I, I love to bake so let me tell you what Jocelyn reminded me of as well I took a home economics class in high school and I love to bake. I don't bake as much anymore because I'm on a fitness thing and I don't want to have to, you know, if I bake, I'm going to eat my food. Let me just be honest. And I love to bake. So I'm on Jocelyn's website and I can't even tell you the food that the pictures of the food that she has are so beautiful and amazing. Like so beautiful. She's got cereal parfaits. She's got uh, Fruity Pebbles French Toast recipe. Jocelyn has, and Jocelyn, I'm going to try this crispy baked fish sticks recipe. I've never made fish sticks, but I'm going to try it. But let me tell you which of Jocelyn's recipes I cannot wait to, to make and bake besides catching up on her blog. So Jocelyn has this recipe for uh, stuffed flank steak with roasted Brussels sprouts. A, I've always wanted to figure out how to make roasted Brussels sprouts. And B, I love steak. So I'm going to try that one. And then I think I'm also going to do, ooh, bubbly cocktails. I like that one too. No, but I, I really, Jocelyn, your site is by far one of the most beautiful that I've seen. And so if you're listening to this podcast episode and you're a woman entrepreneur, I just have to tell you one of the things that we've got to start to do, and I'm going to talk about this on every single episode My mission, as you know, if you've listened to She Runs the Show before, is to help women entrepreneurs have both businesses that thrive and relationships that rock. That is the mission of She Runs the Show. That is the mission of the blog at sherunstheshow.com. One of the things that I want to begin to do with this podcast episode is at the beginning of every podcast episode, I want to start to promote one woman entrepreneur and talk about her website and whether I find you on Instagram or Twitter or you send me an email about your business, you can send me an email about your business 
to uh, she runs the show podcast at gmail.com. I want to promote you and not because you're paying me to and not because um, I know you or we're friends. I want to promote women entrepreneurs who are out there doing their thing. And Jocelyn, you are just doing your thing. I need to follow you on Pinterest and I'm already following you on Instagram. Ooh, I need to go to your YouTube channel, Jocelyn. Um, your site is beautiful. And so if you are a woman entrepreneur and you want to shout out on She Runs the Show, please send me an email, She Runs the Show podcast at gmail.com. And Jocelyn, I'm certainly going to reach out to you for an interview. So you will hear from me shortly. I just have to say, I, I love the feel of Jocelyn's website. So before I go into today's episode, which is on how to take the right risks in your business, let me just say a couple of things about Jocelyn's website. If you are a woman entrepreneur and you're either revamping your website or you're thinking about creating a new website, let me say what I love about Jocelyn Delk Adams' website. And again, she's at grandbaby-cakes.com. Her pictures really capture who she is, the vibrancy, the sense of family and home, the dresses. I mean, the clothing choices, the colors are vibrant. There's so much just beauty and a sense of home and a sense of fun and a sense of just, you know, vibrancy going on in this website. So I love that. I mean, she's got so many things going on and so many recipes. And so when I click on recipes and travel, I can go to light recipes or savory or desserts and baking, which I'm just going to click on desserts and baking because I love that. But I wanted to just talk about the fact that when people come to your website, you want them to feel a certain way. And it begins with how you feel when you look at your website. So I just recently revamped AchieveOneDream.com. If you go to AchieveOneDream.com, if you've been there before, it was mostly a black and white layout, and it didn't feel the way I wanted it to feel. And so I've revamped AchieveOneDream.com, and now the website finally feels the way I want it to feel. And I just want to give Jocelyn another shout-out at GrandBabyCakes.com. As soon as I got onto her website, I felt the sense of home and family and yet vibrant and, and alive and the smile and just all of that is perfect for her particular brand. So if you are thinking, man, my website doesn't make me feel the way I want to feel, work on revamping that website. I love the pictures of her and her grandmother. I love, I mean, she, you can submit a family recipe on her. I just love it. I love it. Everything is just beautiful here. So really look at your website, not from a perspective of, you know, oh, I got to get a brand new website. Maybe it's just the color scheme on your website. Maybe it's the pictures. Maybe you need to go to a, you know, a photographer or you have a friend who's a photographer and take some really great shots. But you want your website when you look at it, to make you feel the way you want to feel. That way, when other people come to the website, like when I go to grandbaby-cakes.com and I look at Jocelyn Delk Adams on her website, I just feel like I know her. I feel at home and I feel like I want to bake. I mean, I, it just makes me feel like I want to bake and I haven't baked in a very long time. So that was a very long intro just to tell you that. Um, for all of you women entrepreneurs out there, take a look at your website today. Really look at it and, and assess, how do I feel when I look at my website? When I go to AchieveOneDream.com now, when I look at it, I feel the focus. I feel the fire. I feel the passion. I, I feel the way I want to feel and the way that I help my students feel in the Achieve One Dream course. I didn't feel that way last week 
with the black and white scheme that I had there before. So take a moment, maybe this is the, the, the reminder that you needed, go look at your website, look at it on your phone, look at it on your tablet, and look at it on a, a main computer or laptop, and ask yourself, when I go to my own website, how do I feel? Is this the way I want to feel? And if it's not, then you need to figure out what's got to change. It could be the pictures, it could be the color scheme, it could be the layout, whatever it is, and whatever you need to do, you will find a way to access the resources that will get you to where you want to go. So just ask yourself, how do I want to feel? And really go for that on your website. So now I guess after eight minutes, we can finally get to episode number 79, which uh, I've been meaning to talk about this for weeks. This is an epiphany, a light bulb moment that came to me when I was teaching a particular live session for Achieve One Dream for the course. So how to take the right risks in your business. You know, I've been thinking about this for a few weeks now because I taught it a few weeks ago in Achieve One Dream. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about risk taking in business because I think as entrepreneurs, we, we know that risks are required. We know that they're necessary. We know that you've got you've to go out on a limb. You cannot stay in your comfort zone. You've got to take risks. But here, here's the question that I came to a few weeks ago and that I taught in the Achieve One Dream course. Are you taking the right risks? That's really the question because I think for so many of us, we assume that risk-taking has got to look a certain way. And that's actually not even really a risk with where we are in our businesses and where we're hoping to be. So by the end of today's episode, you're going to learn, number one, the difference between perceived risk and real risk. Number two, why inner risk is far more important than outer risk. I'm going to explain the difference. This was the big light bulb for me. There is inner risk and there is outer risk, and yet most of us are not focusing on the right kind of risk. By the end of today's episode, you're also going to learn what keeps entrepreneurs from trusting their talent, which is connected to inner risk. I'm going to get there. Just, I'm going to get there. What keeps entrepreneurs from trusting their talent, which is crucial to risk taking. And then by the end of today's episode, I'm going to give you three things that you need to know if you're going to take the right risks in your business and how to get yourself to bet on you. We're going to sit there for a minute because a lot of the reasons why we don't take meaningful risk. And again, I'm going to talk about the difference between inner and outer risk in a minute. But the reason we don't take meaningful risks is because we are unwilling to bet on ourselves. Unwilling. So I'm going to talk about that today. So let's go there for a second. So I want to start out by talking about the difference between perceived and real risk. You know, I was thinking a few weeks ago, before I taught this in the Chi One Dream course, I was thinking about risk. And you know, a lot of people say just, you know, blind faith take a leap, jump out there. And I think as entrepreneurs, we think it looks like every story we've ever read in Forbes or Entrepreneur or Wired Magazine or Fast Company, you know, somebody gets up one day, they quit their day job, they go live in their grandmother's basement, they sleep on somebody's couch for six months, they they work online all night long, they're in a hospital bed and can't move, so they write books. I mean, I could give you so many stories that we've all read about. Uh, They were on welfare, and now they're millionaires. I mean, you name it, we've heard the stories. And so from an entrepreneurial perspective, I think a lot of the time we say, well, it means i got to quit my day job, or it means I have to go live in somebody's basement, or it means um, I need to uh, eat, pray, love, and go live in other countries and go on some pilgrimage. And we believe that because we've seen examples in other people's lives and because we've 
we've said risk means to in business means to do it like they did it the way that they did it how they did it and so I want to talk to you for a little bit about the difference between perceived and real risk because perceived risk is what a lot of us see in those stories that we read about in, in fast company and Forbes and entrepreneur perceived risk is what you think other people will view as you putting yourself out there as an entrepreneur and the reason why it's perceived risk is because it's so based on everything we've read everything we've heard everything we've seen you know Zuckerberg creating Facebook and Steve Jobs being fired from Apple you know we, we get into all of these entrepreneurial legends and myths that although they may have been real in some context and there's a lot of truth to them, um, people starting in their garage, Ben and Jerry's ice cream, I can think of as one, maybe Dell, Michael Dell in his dorm room. We buy into those things as this is how entrepreneurs make it. This is how they take the leap. This is what they do to risk. And so we begin to have perceived risk as our ideal in our own lives, forgetting, though, that perceived risk is really, it's based on other people's viewpoint and other people's opinions. And so a lot of us are, are making choices as entrepreneurs based on perceived risk when really we want to be taking risks that are what I call real risks. Now, perceived risk is what you think other people will view as you putting yourself out there as an entrepreneur. Real risk is different. Real risk is the vulnerability it takes to boldly believe in yourself as you quietly take action. I, I got to break this down for a second because this was deep when it came to me. So perceived risk is all about what you think other people expect you to do as an entrepreneur to show that you're serious about being an entrepreneur. Real risk is can you in the middle of the night, in the middle of the day, as you work your day job or as you're a stay-at-home parent or as you're uh, getting paid unemployment or as you're going to school, can you be vulnerable enough to, with no prior history of showing you've made six or seven figures in a year in your own business, can you be vulnerable and courageous enough to boldly believe in yourself and your ability to succeed in business so much that you don't have to tell people or declare to the world what you're about to do. You don't have to tell your friends, well, I'm quitting my job and I'm starting this business. You don't have to make the moves you see people making in Forbes. You are vulnerable enough to believe in yourself. Here's the risk. To believe in yourself so much that you can quietly take action and allow the results to speak the volumes for you. Can you do that? See, that right there that's real risk because it requires two things number one you're working in the dark you don't get the the clap of the people in the crowds you don't get the pats on the back from people before you've even done something or accomplished something because you're not telling anybody what you're doing there is no outer reward in advance for you so it takes courage to do that it also takes courage to work in the dark because lots of people are going to ask you well what are you doing and how are you doing it and why are you never home and how come you can never help me and you can't and you're in a space where you're so focused on believing in you and trusting your talent and trusting life and like doing the work you don't have time to be explaining to folks why you're doing what you're doing you're doing it but you don't need the applause of the crowd while you create it. That takes vulnerability. That takes courage. And listen, 
It's wonderful to have a support team. It's wonderful to have a few people who get what you can do and who speak life to your dreams. But something that most entrepreneurs need at some point along their journey is you got to believe in yourself enough to not need anybody's validation. And that's what's missing for a lot of people. They're good when the crowd is screaming their name. They're good when everybody is just saying, oh, you got this and you can do this. But they're not good when nobody's paying attention to them. They lose focus and momentum when they don't have people believing in their dreams, saying, keep going, keep doing it. You've got to be able to work in the dark the same way you work in the light. And you've got to be able to believe in yourself with more ferocity and more faith then anybody outside of you is going to believe in you. And until you can develop that, what's going to happen is when the failures come, and they will, they will hit you harder, you will stay down longer, it'll be harder to get up because you have required other people to build you up in order for you to get up. Here's real risk. Can you believe in yourself when nobody else knows what you're doing? Can you believe and trust the timing of your life and the talents been given to you when nobody knows what they are and nobody knows why you're doing what you're doing? That is the definition of real risk. See, here's the thing, and Brene Brown said this best and daring greatly. She said, nothing has transformed my life more than realizing that it's a waste of time to evaluate my worthiness by weighing the reaction of the people in the stands. The people who love me and will be there regardless of the outcome are within, are, are within arm's reach. This realization changed everything. Let me say this again. This is Brene Brown here. She said, nothing has transformed my life more than realizing that it's a waste of time to evaluate my worthiness by weighing the reaction of the people in the stands. The people who love me and will be there regardless of the outcome are within arm's reach. This realization changed everything. Here's the other thing that Brene says in Daring Greatly. She says, we can't let ourselves be seen if we're terrified by what people might think. Often, not being good at vulnerability means that we're damn good at shame. Can I say that one more time? Because I want you to get how this connects to this whole thing of real risk. She says, we can't let ourselves be seen if we're terrified by what people might think. Often, not being good at vulnerability means that we're damn good at shame. And here's the thing about real risk. When you require other people's validation, their support, their cheerleading for you to take the next move in your business, not only are you requiring something outside of you to keep going the thing that is in you, but you're pretty good at shame because here, and here's another quote that I love and I found it on Pinterest. And it's, I believe it's Steve Maraboli. He said, if you give people the power to feed you, you also give them the power to starve you. I want you to get that because this is the real risk. Can you feed yourself internally? Can you motivate yourself internally? Can you be disciplined in the dark when nobody knows what the heck you're doing, why you're doing it? Where Can you be absolutely focused on believing in your talent and trusting the timing of your life and doing what needs to be done even if there's nobody patting you on the back? Can you do it? Because that is the real risk in business. It's not the stuff that we read in Forbes and Entrepreneur Magazine. Now, that's inner risk. Because when I've got to bet on me, when I've got to trust me, especially if I've never done it before for a long period of time, especially if I've lived most of my life like most of us have, requiring the support, 
the validation, the comfort, the safety of other people, inner risk becomes hard because we've never done that for a period of time alone. We've never done that in the dark for a period of time. So let's talk for a minute about why inner risk is far more important than outer risk. So as I said before, outer risk is is the traditional build a business moves that you see in all of the magazines, you know, uh, quitting the job, living on the streets, building a business from the library, uh, sleeping on your sister's couch, you know, those are the moves that we read about in the rags to riches story and they do happen every single day i'm not saying that they don't now but here's the thing about outer risk if you're taking those steps because you want other people to see you're taking those steps because you want other people to know that that's what you're doing those moves done in isolation don't make a difference if faith isn't behind them here's the thing see this is why the real risk is the inner risk and not the outer. If you're making those moves so other people can see you're doing it, so you can prove a point to other people so they know that you're serious about your business, if they're not backed by faith, they don't make a difference. That's why lots of people do that. They quit their job. They go start a business. That business doesn't work. They have to go get another job. They, you know, Because if it wasn't backed by the inner risk, if it wasn't built on your faith in you, then guess what? It produces nothing. The roots will always, you'll know the roots by the fruits of something. Now, inner risk is the ability to trust your talent, to listen to your intuition, and to seek out resources until you achieve your business dreams with no need for the roar of the crowd and oftentimes in silence. Let me say that again. Inner risk is the ability to trust your talent, to listen to your intuition, and to seek out resources until you achieve your business dreams with no need for the roar of the crowd and oftentimes in silence. Here's the thing. Can you trust your talent? Can you trust your intuition? And can you be aggressive about seeking out resources until you get to where you say you want to go in your business? Now, the question then becomes, what keeps entrepreneurs from trusting their talent? We might as well talk about that for a minute because a lot of us think that we're making these moves and following, you know, signing up for these online courses and spending thousands on coaching. And so those are moves and we're making these plans. But here's the thing. What did I just say? If they're not backed by faith, they don't produce anything. Now, what keeps entrepreneurs from trusting their talent? Let's talk about it. And I've, I've had many of these. So I'm speaking to you from experience. What has kept me as an entrepreneur from trusting my talent, and I'm sure you can relate, what might have kept you from trusting your talent, are things like the belief that it has to be perfect. I'm a recovering perfectionist over here, and the belief that it has to be perfect the first time has kept me from making a lot of moves and trusting my talent. The idea that it's going to happen overnight. How many of us thought, if I just sign up for this course, this three-month course for $50,000 or $10,000, I'm just going to make it overnight? Nobody makes it overnight. How about that? <laughs> how about we just how about we just nix the whole overnight thing and we go ten years to overnight? Just just bet on that. The idea that's gonna happen overnight keeps us from trusting our talent because then when it doesn't happen in six months, when it doesn't go the way we want in nine months, we give up. The misconception that obstacles mean no rather than not yet, not now, or not this. You know, I can't tell you the number of times I've gotten a bl- a crushing no. And instead of interpreting the meaning of it as not yet, or not now, or not this, because I have better for you, I thought it meant never, and it just put me back to point zero, and it took me forever to get up from that spot. No is not final. 
No could mean a number of different things. It could be not yet, you need more time. It could be not now, it's not yet the right moment for this to work out the best way it can. It could easily be not this. I've better for you, not this. So we got to interpret no properly. What also keeps entrepreneurs from trusting their talent is thinking you're a dime a dozen. I, this is what I work on with people in Achieve One Dream. The first thing we deal with in Achieve One Dream, which is my 12-week course, is believing the belief factor. Because Frank Lloyd Wright was not, listen, he was not kidding when he said, the thing always happens that you really believe. And the belief in a thing makes it happen. Pay attention. The thing always happens that you really believe. And the belief in a thing makes it happen. Would you like to know what you really believe? Look at the last two years of your life. Everything you've created in the last two years is a direct reflection of what you really believe is possible for you. And if you want a different life in the next two years than you had in the last two years, guess what you got to change first? Not your actions, not your intentions, your beliefs. What you believe is possible for you. And which is also why if you go to AchieveOneDream.com, I've got an opt-in on there that allows you, that gives you a belief blueprint that you can download to change those beliefs, whatever your limitations are about your big business dream. So go to AchieveOneDream.com, download that belief blueprint because it is what I work with my students on. Without the belief factor, nothing else works. And I'm just, it just is what it is. Without, without a belief, and, and I talk about this on the belief blueprint, but I'm just going to say this because I'm sure somebody needs to hear it. Until you believe that this dream is possible for you, that you can do it, and that there is a way to do it, even if you don't know what the way is right now. Until you believe those three things, your dream is not within sight. You've got to believe that, you, that it is possible for you. You've got to believe that you can do it, and you've got to believe that there is a way to do it, and you can find that way because other people have done it. Till you get that centered in your soul, it becomes very difficult, if not impossible, to do the dream. Here's another thing that keeps entrepreneurs from trusting their talent. Buying into the notion that anything outside of you is going to validate the gifts inside of you. Lots of people want outside validation for inside knowing. You're not going to get that. You've got to know first before the outside backs you up. You've got to know your talent. You've got to know the timing of your life. You've got to know that you've got what it takes. No one and nothing is ever going to make you feel enough if you don't already feel that way about you. Period. The end. Here's the other thing that keeps entrepreneurs from trusting their talent. Ooh, I could just live here on this one. Making other people's opinions of you more important than your knowledge of yourself. Notice I didn't say your opinion of yourself because this is not about what you think. This is about what you know. How many times have you made something somebody else said about your dream mean more to you and affect you more than what you know to be true about yourself? We've just got to cut that. No one else's opinion can be more important than your knowing of who you really are and what you can do and are capable of doing. Those are the things that keep entrepreneurs from trusting their talent. Now, let's talk about three things you need to know if you're going to take the right risks in your business because there are three things that you need to know. And here they are. You need to have an inner knowing. You need to have self-trust and you need to have life trust. Now, these are three big ones. They may take you some time to develop. Be okay with that. It's a lifetime journey. We got a lifetime to do this. Don't worry about it. 
three things that you need to know if you're going to take the right risks. And I'm talking about inner risks. I'm talking about real risks in your business. Number one, inner knowing. You need to know that you were meant to do this business. Remember, you don't choose your calling. Your calling chooses you. You have to know that you know that you know that this was meant for you. You were called to it. You didn't just imagine it, make it up, decide it, put it on your... This is a calling like any calling, and you don't choose your calling. Your calling chooses you. You have to have an inner knowing that you were meant to do this. Number two, self-trust. You've got to know, and I talk about this in the Belief Blueprint. So go to AchieveOneDream.com, opt into the, the free training, the Belief Blueprint. You have to know that you can do this. Now, notice when I talk about self-trust, I'm not saying you know how to do it. If you're going for a bigger dream than anything you've ever gone from for before, you're not going to know how to do it. You're going to learn as you go. You might have a plan, but that plan's totally going to change by the time you're done. But self-trust says, I may not know how to do this. I may not know when this is all going to happen, but something in me knows that I can make this happen. However long it takes, whatever needs to be done, I can do this. That's self-trust. Third thing you need to know. So we talked about inner knowing. We talked about self-trust. Third thing you need to know, life trust. Life trust is a hard one for a lot of us. A hard one because if life has let you down, if situations have gone south on you that you never expected would go south, you begin to feel as if life is not for you. And one of the most powerful affirmations you can say to yourself when life trust is an issue is to say to yourself until you believe it, Life is for me. Life is for me until you believe it. So life trust is knowing that life is working in your favor always. That all things, the good, the bad, and the ugly, work together for your higher, highest good. It's understanding what Louise Alhais meant when she said, you are in the right time, at the right place, doing the right thing always. Right time, right place, doing the right thing always. So... Three things that you need to know if you're going to take the right risks in your business. Inner knowing, self-trust, life trust. Life is for you. Now, let's talk about the final thing, which is the big thing, which is why that belief blueprint is everything. Go to AchieveOneDream.com and get that. download that today. How to get yourself to bet on you and take the right risks in your business. You know... <clears throat> This is a work of art, and this is a process, and I'm going to tell you why it's a process, because we have moments where we believe in ourselves to the high hills, and we have moments where we just can't get our, our we just can't seem to believe enough. We just go, I just, all of, you know, the inner critic is raging, the self-doubt is, is going. So there, first thing I'm going to say about betting on you, there are ups and downs. It's a roller coaster. Doubt does not go away. It goes dormant, it goes silent, it reduces, it does not necessarily go away. But let me talk to you about how to get yourself to bet on you and take the right risks in your business. First thing you got to do to really bet on you and take the right risks, you need a why so big that you're willing to do whatever it takes to achieve it, even if that means believing in yourself. You need a why that makes you cry. I think I talked about that why that makes you cry in a previous episode. You need a why that makes you cry. That why has got to be so big that you say to yourself, I am willing to do whatever I have to do to meet my why, even if that means believing in myself when there is no proof that I should. 
So number one, if you want to get yourself to bet on you and take the right risks in your business, find a why so big that you're willing to do whatever it takes to achieve it, even believe in yourself. Number two, to get yourself to bet on you. Stop advertising your business moves. You know, Lots of people disagree with me on this one because I see people posting everywhere about what they're doing, what they're not doing. You know, for some people, maybe that works, but you know what? There's a TED Talk, and I need to post in the show notes, that proves that when we advertise what we're doing, we actually get the effects of the success before we've even done the work to get to the success. Stop advertising your business moves. Let your consistent, massive action tell the story. More importantly, let your results speak the truth of your journey. Stop talking about the stuff that you're doing. Just do it. Make it happen. Take the inspired action. Grow your list. Build. Stop saying, okay, I just got 10 new Instagram followers. This is awesome. Don't put that on Facebook. Get 100. Let people see that for themselves. They will see it. You do not have to advertise it. Stop advertising your business moves. Number three to get yourself to bet on you. Um, and this is why I love Achieve One Dream. One of the, the key pieces of this course, which is why I love teaching it, and 2.0 starts May 1st. So if you thought about if you need to get focused and you're tired of shiny object syndrome, I'm telling you, you're going to want to be in Achieve One Dream 2.0 with me. May 1st it starts. AchieveOneDream.com. But even if you're not in Achieve One Dream 2.0, get a badass accountability partner that you trust and you will listen to. There are two parts of that. A, you need an accountability partner who will tell you the truth and call you up. I have an accountability partner who does that for me, and I always tell her, um, she says, what the hell? Like, when I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing, she's like, what the hell? What what, what the hell are you doing? Um, and I call, and I tell her, she gives the what the hell talk. So as soon as I say what the hell, she knows what I'm talking about. But you need an accountability partner who's going to call you on your stuff, A, and B, who you will listen to. Because sometimes people call us on our stuff, and we don't trust them, and we don't care what they have to say, so we don't listen to them. We just go, whatever. But you need a badass accountability partner who will tell you the truth and who you can hear the truth from and who will call the highest version of you to the forefront and call you to the quick when you are not stepping up to the plate. Accountability is everything. One of the reasons I created Achieve One Dream was to give people a space where they could have community and accountability on a daily basis. On a daily basis. So you want an accountability partner where you go... I know she's going to tell me or he's going to tell me I'm not handling my business. And the moment they call me to the quick, I'm going to step up to the plate. Everybody needs that. That's not advertising what you're doing on Facebook. That's one person who you trust enough to speak the truth to you and you'll hear it from them and you'll do what you need to do. Accountability partner. So again, if you want to bet on you, you need a why that makes you cry. You need to stop advertising your business moves and you need to get a badass accountability partner. I'm just saying. Now, Final thought, because we've talked long enough on this episode. The real risk is the betting on you. The real risk, the right risk in your business is trusting your inner knowing, trusting yourself, believing even when you operate in the dark. That is the real risk of business. And a lot of people are doing the superficial risks and the perceived risk because they want other people to know that they're out there doing the thing they're doing. But without faith, that means nothing. So just remember this, and I want you to think about this. Until you know that you can achieve your business dreams, nothing and no one else is going to help. And that's the risk that you've got to take. No matter what 
your past situation, no matter how many times you've had to start over in business, no matter how much you've given up before now, failed before now, lost out before now, there comes a moment where you have to decide that this time your higher self is taking the lead and this time you're not stopping, you're not quitting, you're not leaving until you win. This time, no matter what happens. See, th there's a no matter what and an until in this equation. The real risk that you're taking is the ability to stand on your commitment to you and say, no matter what, I'm going to pursue this business. No matter how long it takes, I'm going to be here until I win. That's it. And then from there, you trust your inner knowing. You take daily massive inspired action. You have that accountability partner who calls you to the quick. You work in silence. Let your results be your noise. And you get it done no matter what. No matter how long it takes. No matter who knows or doesn't know. No matter what other people think or say. You know the truth. You know what you need to do. You get it done. That is the real risk in business. And most people are missing out because they're reading the stories in Forbes and Entrepreneur and Success, and they are thinking all of those outer superficial stuff is what they've got to do, and then they do those things. But because those things are not backed by faith, fruit does not get produced. Remember, you will know the roots by the fruits, period. What do you believe about you? What do you know to be true for you and your business? Where are you taking real risks? Because if you're not taking real risks, guess what my challenge is to you this week? Take real risks. And again, if belief is your issue and you don't believe in yourself the way you want to, go to AchieveOneDream.com, click on the free training, and download your belief blueprint today. All right, everybody. It is good to be back on She Runs the Show. Next episode, let me see. What are we talking about in the next episode? I want to give you a little preview. Oh, I. okay. So I just got to do... <laughs> So in the next episode, we're going to talk about why launching my first online course, which is Achieve One Dream, nearly killed me. That's going to be the next episode. But I got an episode after that one about RH Sin. If you don't know RH Sin, I'm just going to tell you right now, go on Pinterest, put in RH Sin quotes, drop the mic. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to, get, I'm going to talk about 10 life lessons from RH Sin and drop the mic. That's, I can't even wait till you hear that episode. All right, everybody. She runs the show because guess what? You do. I'll talk to you guys next episode.